The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. 18,000 people calling you an asshole. Hey, this is D. Wilson from the D. and Antonio podcast, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. So this week I've been going down uh, the rabbit hole of documentaries. Uh, better give a lovely, lovely shout out to Super Producer Sally. This is why she gets the title of Super Producer because uh, she she brings me the ideas and information such to have on the show as well as in the life. Actually, uh, this week she was studying a. Well, if you guys don't know, uh, super producer goes to, she's attending high school now and she, her focus of contention when it comes to her major in high school is, uh, film. She's a, uh, film study. She's writing screen, uh, screenplays and, uh, and doing her, uh, cinematography and such. So for that, the, the teacher, Shoulder class, a documentary called The Wolf Pack, which is on YouTube. I, 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 that's where I, I, I got it. It's about a family from the Lower East Side of New York City who was basically held hostage by their patriarch, which is their father, who was, uh, you could say, uh, paranoid, uh, abusive, alcoholic and you know whatever diagnoses you want to throw that's just basically what it is and the six brothers were uh, isolated from the world and the only outlet that they had was through movies uh, they said that collection was about 5,000 and what they would do is they would constantly watch movies and reenact them they were video taped themselves reenacting the movies they did like the dark knight reservoir dogs pulp fiction very very interesting documentary um i have to say that i was captivated so once i got uh i got down the rabbit hole of documentaries the next one that i got into was one that josie's boy reminded me of that was out was for video music box Video Music Box was, or well, still is, because it's still out now, is a TV show uh, uh, pertaining to music videos, especially of the hip hop genre, that came out in the early to mid 80s, that was uh, specifically for New York City and was geared to rap to, and hip hop. It brought up so much memories and nostalgia. I re- I remember watching this show every day, three thirty after school, 
while doing homework, that window of 3.30 to 4.30 was dedicated to Video Music Box. That was until um, Batman the Animated Series came out and then went another way. Or if it was a repeat, then I'll just watch cartoons or whatever. But still, I just was very proud that I could sit there and, and watch what I, you know, what my history by watching this documentary. So when I told a coworker that I was, I was, I was watching this, my coworker is, is 24 years old. And the first thing that came out was, what is that? And I, I just went, Oh shit. Like, I, it was nothing that I could equate this to. Like there was nothing that I could say to him that he would see a, a comparison to. I couldn't say 106 in Park really. That was probably the closest thing. I couldn't say Yo MTV Raps. I could just basically say, yeah, well, it was it was YouTube before YouTube was YouTube. I, I, there was nothing that I could say. I could just say it was a, a hip a hip hop show with interviews. That, that was basically it just basically showed how old I really am. That's just, it just, it, it kind of shook me to a core a little bit of, of, of the terminology showing my age as, as they, they would say. But with that also, I, I just started getting more into, uh, uh, other documentaries. I was watching one about, um, Mike Tyson's punch out. If you guys, aren't a uh, 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 video game fans. It, this is just, this is just basically showing my geekdom. Uh, Mike Tyson's punch out for Nintendo. It was a humongous hit. Uh, it, 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 it was one that I had in my collection early, early on. I remember being proud of beating Mike Tyson at least twice in my history of playing Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson punch outs. I might have beat him three times, but I, I know specifically two times that I'd done it. I had done it, but it was uh, uh, it, it was just like I said, just looking through the window of my of my youth, watching and and uh, and reliving the times that I spent in front of my my big ass. And I say big ass because it wasn't huge. It was like the back of the TV had it looked like it had a fat ass. It was uh, sitting in front of my fat ass TV uh, playing these games and, you know, just, just, I I guess this was the the week of being nostalgic. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to start going down that rabbit hole a little bit more going down the docks and such. I mean, hell, I do it, you know, for, for wrestling every week when you go and you listen to uh, like wrestling bios and such, because that's basically that's basically a documentary as well. So I, I, I'm going to start looking more into getting into those things. But other than that, welcome everybody to another episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. I am your host, Mr. Ear to the Map, the King of Talk Style. And as always, the cheap thrill, Jay the Red Santet. Make sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on the like and group page on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turnbuckle Tab. And as always, check us out on YouTube at Turnbuckle Tabloid, and as well as on TikTok at Turnbuckle Tabloid. I'm doing a little bit more on the TikTok these days. I didn't want to uh, just share videos and such. I'm going to be a little bit more 
personable and be more uh, face forward, more presentable, show my face a little bit more because, you know, got to put got to put the moneymaker out there, ladies and gentlemen, got to show the brand. The brand is out there and the brand is this guy right here. So I'm going to be doing a little bit more of that on TikTok and uh, sharing it to the other pages and such. So keep a keep an eye out for that. But also where the real bread is butter, well, excuse me, where the butter is being bread or the bread is buttered, whatever the case it is, whatever, where the real bread is buttered is that is with the podcast. Always check out the podcasting outlets, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts, iTunes, all those, we'll still, we'll still be on Spotify. Although, um, I know a lot of artists are pulling off because of Rogan and his usage of the N word. Um, and his uh his, his anti-vax and anti-covid um claims and such we're still on 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 Spotify ladies and gentlemen you could go to us if you don't want to listen to that you can come to us make sure you check us out uh, on Spotify as well and all the other podcasting outlets available for you guys and if not you could always go to rageworks.net rageworks.net oh excuse me rageworksnetwork.com rageworksnetwork.com is where you have all the TV uh podcasting that's connected to the world of Rage works. You have uh, Black is the New Black, Toys and Text, uh, Trek Untold, uh, Turbuckle Tabloid, and we have two new podcasts that are coming up. I will share that with you on the next episode. It's coming to you real, real soon. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And if not, you always go to RageWorks.net for articles that pertain to the things that circulate the life that we live in movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, toys. It's all there under the rage works family. That's what we do. Reviews, previews, upcoming events, contests, and much, much more live streams as well. So guys, make sure you check us out at rageworks.net rageworks.net. Ladies and gentlemen, we do it for the culture, baby pop culture. That is. So, this week I received my um, second. Oh, 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 I don't. I don't think I told you guys. Okay, so um, I'm doing a a a. Uh, it's a, it's my own personal um, journey, if you may say, or my own personal collection. I decided that I'm going to start collecting sports, well, movie sports jerseys any uh any any uh, um sports memorabilia uh replica jerseys that they had for movies i want to collect them it's going to be for 12 months it'll be you know one a month probably two a month depending on uh, on what's the fever of, that i'm having at that time and i started off january with Shane Falco from The Replacements. That's Keanu Reeves' character from the movie. Today, I received my Jamie Foxx, Willie Beeman, Any Given Sunday jersey. I am, I am hooked. I'm, I'm hooked to doing this. I, I, I'm, I'm engrossed to get it. The only one jersey that's not going to be a movie replica, it will be more of a TV show replica, will be when I get the Al Bundy Polk High jersey. That's the only one that's going to be uh, I think that's going to that will be my um my plus one when I when I do uh my monthlies. 
So, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been sharing those and such on my social media. I, 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 I just thought, I said, this is a great idea. I, I might as well, I, I might as well follow through with it. I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. So I'll be getting, um, jerseys from different movies, such as any, uh, um, uh, uh, a league of their own, uh, hardball, uh, um, uh, Happy Gilmore or, or um, the Water Boy and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it, and believe me, Amazon has some really good deals on it. So, if you guys want to join along with this, just just let me know. You can share it on the Turnbuckle Tabloid page. I know it's a wrestling page, but we'll also share our uh, sports jerseys as well. If you want to be a part of this, so uh, ride with me on my journey. This week was packed. It was just full of wrestling stories. So I, I, I have to get into this really, really quick because I don't know how long it's going to be that I'm going to be doing wrestling run now because there's such, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to have as the main event and what I'm going to have as for possibly an extension and cutting a promo for next episode. But let's just say that there's a lot of news going on and I, I, I want to make sure that we get as much in as, as we can. Um, so stick around for that as well as around the square circle. Um, impact actually showed some footage from the Royal rumble. Interesting. Probably talk about that and, uh, much, much more. So guys stick around much more on the table. Don't go anywhere. Check you guys in a sec. Well, hello, bitches and bitches. I am back. Cookie monster here to bring to you more. The scandalous behind the curtain scenes. Not the stuff at Corella Position. More of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that no one wants you to know. Here in Kuge's Gossip Corner. Shade button, please. So on this week's episode, we're discussing there has been some talk that there's a certain promoter of the death match genre who's not happy of what occurred in their past events seems as though there was a uh, certain big name player who was on a top notch show who made a visit to their promotion and they took up all their time then minimized the main events minutes said promoter it's not pleased it's in constant doubt of whether or not they will bring this up and returning star back into their promotion shade button please so there's also conversations going on that another promoter in the indie field has been doing a little bit of dipping and dobbing in and out of state and uh transporting more than wrestlers if you know what i'm saying seems as though this promoter has been known to uh, exercise his traveling by helping out those in the illegal field of pharmacy seems as though this individual can't get away from their old ways but still puts up a front as though that they are holier and down and continue on a righteous path Shame on please. 
And finally, it looks as though there's a certain uh, trainer out there in a uh, school that is teaching their students more than what's going on in the ring, but also in the bedroom. It seems as though that there is an individual out there who's well known for many years, who seems to have told others not to dance with the opposite sex, but doesn't hold well to his own dance instructions. Seems as though this person loves to do the salsa, the merengue, and the horizontal mambo with his own female students. Ooh, scandalous. Sweet button, please. Well, that'll close up this week's episode of Kuge Moses Cossip We will return later on when we hear more of the juicy and the scandalous of that what's going on in wrestling behind the curtains impersonally underneath the sheets ta-ta love you all from kuge monster This segment is brought to you by Turnbuckle Tabloid. This is the sexy saying, Eric Jaden, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloids, one of the top wrestling podcasts out there. It's Wrestling Rundown with Jay Santi. Live from New York, Turnbuckle Tabloid. you guys there's a lot on the table this week in wrestling rundown much to talk about this week and uh might as well get to it can't even uh lead up to something might as well go to the to the meat and potatoes of the show <laughs> as always i am the norm mcdonald of this segment and uh and this is wrestling rundown so kicking off this week's rundown we have uh, some um I don't like I don't like to usually uh, share speculative stories or stories that have not fully been confirmed, but there is some talk behind the scenes that Ruby Soho is not happy with her position in AEW, seen as all the way she's been booked as of late. She's been taking some losses the past couple of weeks, especially one that um, many consider substantial in her bout against uh, Jade Cargill for the TBS women's title. I agreed with it wholeheartedly because I didn't really believe it made any sense, but even still these individuals up on the higher, uh, higher echelon of the executive believes that this woman should be getting this push. And I'm like, okay, uh, whatever. But uh, it seems like Ruby is unhappy in her situation. Is she looking to get out of her contracts? Uh, sources say no. But 
she's hoping that in the next couple of weeks that her standings moves a little bit more up on the um, upswing. But uh, if you watch uh, this past week of AEW, she once again took an L. And um, yeah, it doesn't. It, so far, it doesn't look so good for Miss Soho on the AEW side. Believe me, they're not the. She's not the only one dealing with these issues. Hey, I'm the landlord, and rents due. You son of a bitch. This is going to be a collaborative story because uh, apparently this past week it was reported by uh, Peacock that they lost uh, 1.7 billion dollars in a hole as a app, as well as uh, Comcast showing that they've taken some loss as well. With that being said, uh, WWE being a part of Peacock as a streaming site. WWE saw some saw some uh, uh, revenue this past year. WWE took in uh, $108 million, which is probably the biggest uh, revenue that they've taken since the Attitude Era, which brings their total combined earnings uh, to $1.09 billion. We're just releasing people because we don't have the money. Why can't you just be honest and just tell them, listen, we don't need you because we have a full roster and we don't have anything for you. That's it. That's the easiest thing you can say. Stop lying because it's budget cuts. It's budgetary. Cut the bullshit. You'd be more respected if you just said, listen, we don't have anything for you now. Um, Hopefully we can do business later on, shake their hands and go as, as a professional, as in business, they will respect that more than just bullshit and lies. Come on. As per Peacock, uh, Peacock is taking the L. They have not yet reached their, uh, full, uh, uh reach with the statewide audience. Uh, I, I have Peacock. It has gotten better. Uh, but the only thing that I can tell you that I actually use Peacock for, is for um, their sports channel with Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen. And there's other um, sports programs there. And for the WWE pod, um, pay-per-views or premium purviews, whatever the fuck they're calling it. I haven't used it for anything else, but they, it, it is it is a decent site to work. It's gotten much better. So uh, if you guys were hesitant to using it before, I would suggest that possibly using it now because uh, they've so far gotten the kinks out of it. And oh yeah, we do use it for the uh the WCW Nitro watch along. So, uh other than that, uh, it's just one of those situations to where uh while one is is succumbing to some kind of losses, the other is <clears throat> on the upswing, right? <laughs> I am the best in the world at what I do. So apparently, uh, Ken Anderson, known as Mr. Kennedy to some of you guys from the old school WWE era, old school, like to say that is actually maybe about 12 years ago, but he was there, right? Shit. Uh, apparently Ken Anderson has, uh, been accused of not being a, f- 
forthcoming trainer and owner of his uh, wrestling school. Uh, as per a Reddit user, apparently since the pandemic, Anderson and his uh, partners have still been taking monies from the students, but yet not providing any training. Even when the return of students back to the school, it's, it's been said that they have been getting limited or no training from said individual and students are actually teaching themselves, but yet the school is taking money as if it's just, uh, we're letting you rent the site to use our ring. Yikes. That's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a good thing to have. It's, um, it's not a good, uh, uh, thing to hang over your head, especially when they've had some, um, success, bringing in they they were somewhat of a gateway to impact by bringing in their students into their uh to 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 the show from set school but yeah you don't mm, yeah you don't want to have that reputation i know a couple of know a couple of schools already have that problem koku game monster she knows you know what you just made the list um rick flair is divorcing is anybody shocked here it's unfortunate we hear in the announcement that Rick and uh, who had posted on his Twitter that he and his wife, Wendy, are divorcing from, I believe, for uh, married only four years, maybe, uh, are going their separate ways. I actually met the woman at a House of Glory event. She was real nice. So she was a sweet woman at the time. And uh, Rick was like, ah, yeah, you can say because of her, I was able to come back from the, the dark side of death. And I'm like, OK. Apparently not. Apparently, like, she's not um all it's cracked up to be if Rick is... Le- you know, Rick is just Rick. He's the wild thoroughbred out there doing the helicopter and wanted to be out there in the world. Rick is just Rick. Just another check that he needs to be paying, and hopefully WWE is going to help him with that. You'll be seeing Rick sooner or later come back to WWE so he can help with his with his court his court bills and such. So um coming soon to a court near you. Good lord. Nine, nine, 91. That's awesome. Um I guess I'll I'll tie this all up in a bow when it uh when I get to the main event, but um it's all about Royal Rumble stuff, so I'll get to that in a little bit. Leo Rush was injured during a uh, fight at PWG in which a fan threw a substance, a liquid substance in a ring, and during a match, he injured himself during a, during a match. Now, it's funny that you know many of you, you fans want to be part of the show and want to throw stuff in the ring uh, as... You know, during the ECW days or uh, WCW and such, but you tend to forget that yeah, there is some liabilities and such that occur when you do such things. Uh, we had an incident not too long ago where uh, Matt Cardona was injured during a GCW event when someone was throwing objects in a ring and he got cut up from it. Come on, really? Do we do we have to? Uh, we have to be the ones to to play parent and tell the fans, please don't do that. That's not nice. Let's not throw objects, especially 
liquids in which, you know, individuals could just slip and fall at any moment. So you're going to climb, you're going to throw a beer and and it it hits the ropes. And these are, you know, apparatuses in which the wrestlers have to climb on top of. And now now they have to be cautious because their dumbass wasn't happy with something. And he's also mentioned that there were some usage of slurs his way. I'm not surprised. Uh, I am not surprised. I mean, honestly. Willie PWG is um, based in, in California. And as liberal as uh, California is said to be, oh, man, that underlining fucking racist culture is so, it's so live over there. Oof. Uh. feel like I'm watching one of my movies because this whole damn thing sucks. Um, Mojo Rowling had recently re- uh, stated that he had gotten COVID really, really bad. It seems as though the reason why you hadn't seen Mojo in quite some time was because of said illness. And uh, he's 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 on his way back to recovery. He says he's feeling much, much better. But he had gotten it so bad that he wasn't sure whether or not uh, if he was going to be placed on a ventilator. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that... uh. People don't want to take this shit serious, dog. Yeah, they don't want to take it serious, Dougie. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I use that one. Do you understand me, heifer, heifer? Uh, oh, God, that woman fucking annoys me. Um, congratulations to the Briscoes being the first inductees to the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, this past week, Ring of Honor on their YouTube page announce the first inductees and that being the briscoes i still think although he had denied it and not even denied it he says if he's not first ballot he'll be going in his second um homicide i think we'll be going in but i think for cutting a promo i think this is what we'll do this week this week we'll discuss who would need to go into the ring of honor hall of fame i think that's something that we need to have a conversation on and i'll um I'll open up the airways for you guys to see if you guys want to be in our car. I'm finally getting the, the live stream back. I, I found a server that will work perfectly with us. Um, I, 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 I've been testing it out and so far it looks like it's holding on its own and it's better than the one I've been used to. And it also has some, uh, uh, uh some tricks and some, some, uh, um, other graphics that it's easy to use. So you guys will learn more about that later on down the line. But uh, yeah, we'll, I, I finally want to have this discussion with, um, with, uh, uh, with you guys on the live stream. You ain't even half a dog. You just a little piece of shit. So apparently Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, Asked for his release in with WWE, and he were he was um, granted it immediately. Uh, there was a post that went up by AEW stating that there was a match between Moxley and Byron and Brian Kendrick that was going to happen on Dynamite. Hours before that was to occur, it seems as though there were some uh, postings that was aimed at canceling. Brian Kendrick. The postings were from 
unknown source that was saying that during um, around the 2010-2011, Kendrick made uh, Kendrick's made some uh, unkindly remarks to uh, Jews, um, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and so forth. Very conspiratory stuff. Uh, Sid said post Kendrick made an apology stating that this, uh, this is something that he had done many, many years ago and that uh, he was very apologetic for it. And uh, since then his, his views have changed and such. Kendrick is a fucking pothead. So I can only imagine him sitting back and uh, letting it air out on Twitter about some, some shit like that. And, Look, I've been mentioning uh, for the longest. I'm, I'm not a fan of this counterculture shit. I think we should be more inclined to educate those who have had their foils and their mishaps and mistakes rather than um, cancel them and, and, and erase them from society or try to. I think a lot of individuals are just um, trying to uh, get rid of others just for their own clout. It has nothing to do with the fact that these individuals made their mistakes years ago. Like, listen, if they did, if it was yesterday, I could be like, okay. And these individuals knew what they were saying and are not being apologetic about it. I mean, sincerely, because they're those, especially in government, who are unapologetic or insincere about their uh, post or comments that they made. But when it comes to such situations like this, it's like, come on. And, and, and honestly, no one's going to get signed anyway if if people will unearth instances like this. And this is why I say if the Briscoes get signed by AEW, yeah, this then Khan is going to get dragged for being a hypocrite because after the homophobic and uh, derogatory uh, post in which the briscoes have made in the past but yet you'll sign them come on man let's be for real your face looks like my nuts except you got a hairier bush <laughs> speaking of heavy bush it looks like someone schmeckle make it and made it onto a porn site davy richard the mlw and independent wrestling star and a uh, veteran of Ring of Honor and Impact and such. Uh, seems as though that, quote-unquote, his phone was hacked. A picture that he had sent to his wife exposing his um, American Wolf was shared on a porn site. The best part about it is that he, he was very tongue-in-cheek about it. Made a uh, post on Twitter saying that, hey, it's just a wiener, man. Uh, I wish I would have gotten paid for it and such. But uh, but you see, and that's the way you should respond to stuff like that. You don't have to sit there and make a big, ridiculous apology and stuff. Unless it's something ridiculous in which you are caught out there doing shit you weren't supposed to. It's just a picture of your schlong. It's a picture of your schlong. Who gives a shit? Good for you, Davey. That's how you're supposed to handle business and be proud of your schmeckle or whatever else everybody's calling it these days.
because I sunned you. Congratulations to Keith Lee and Mia Yim. This past weekend, the, the couple celebrated their nuptials in a uh, closed wedding ceremony. Um, you're a lucky man, Mr. Lee. And you're a lucky lady, Miss Yim. Congratulations to the two for uh, finding love and being with each other and uh, having each other's back, especially during the time in which Keith Lee was going through um, his his rough patch with COVID and such and um, her sticking by to him. Congratulations to the two and um, may may, may may they flourish and enjoy a beautiful life. You're fired. No, actually, you're hired. Uh, Lance Storm has been hired by Impact Wrestling to be a producer slash agent for uh, the roster. And that's a great signing right there. The man is very well versed in wrestling um, and uh, believe he had a small tenure in WWE. But um, this will be a nice place for him to stretch his legs and show his knowledge and wisdom to wrestling for, for that roster and for uh, that booking crew there. So congratulations to, to Lance Storm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what the, the, the upswing will be with Impact because I've been uh, I've been watching them for the past couple of weeks now. I've gotten back to the, to the fold and. I must say that I I I'm I am I am enjoying the the show a little bit more, especially now with the Ring of Honor invasion. It makes a lot of sense, and um, I'm hoping that uh, the the audience grows. Seems as though that this past week it did grow with the um, airing of Mickey James and her Royal Rumble appearance on the show. So seems as though that the um, there was a an uptick in in ratings and viewership, so uh, let's see how that goes from here on out with the impact promotion. So I'm gonna tie. I've had like five stories all in one for um, the the Royal Rumble uh, aftermath. I must say the blowback and um, pretty much. Instead of doing it separately, I might as well just do it in all big one main event one shot. Uh, some news stories have reported that Matt Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble this year uh, due to many, many changes that occurred in the Rumble this uh, in one day. Uh, Riddle was one of the guys leading the pack to win the Rumble. The roster itself were uh, pleased with this possibility because it's it's basically saying one of the one of their own is uh, uh, coming to form. Seems as though that uh, Vinnie Mac is a fan of Riddle now. I, he's grown on me. I'm still kind of with the. Eh. Kind of factor, but the guy can work. He is very well versed in putting others over and knows how to be a performer in that ring. He's given, you know, a lot of people say that he's given Vince McMahon that RVD vibe, and and Vince is a big fan of RVD. Kind of hurt him when um, um, Rob M. Dam was getting that push and he got arrested with Sabu and shit. But um, through it all, 
Riddle was supposed to get the win there, but like I said, with the changes that were occurring and then with the addition of Shane McMahon, who apparently rumor has it, uh, you know, and some stories stating that he um, made a lot of changes and implemented himself during the match. There's even a story in which that the his number was called, but they played the um, uh, no, sorry, it was uh, Randy Orton's number that was called, but they played Shane McMahon's music, and it was supposed to be Randy Orton to come out, and Randy said, "I'm not coming out to your theme music, so you better get out there." Yeah. Yeah, it, it, like I mentioned last week, he put himself over big. Uh, no sold fucking super kicks throughout. Kevin Owens was one of the last remaining for when Brock finally came in and cleared house. <sighs> it was uh, exhausting to say the least. It was. I wasn't a fan of the men's Royal Rumble. I, I thought it was, it was poorly booked. It looked lazadaisical. Guys didn't know what they were doing out there. Uh, the Kofi botch that occurred, which I, I think that was a blessing because I think it's about time that we cut that out, give something else uh, um, or someone else a chance to do something of that magnitude. And then with people upset that Brock came in at 30, clean house and one. And let's be honest, the reason why that occurred was A, Makes logical sense. B, Brock has not won the Royal Rumble as a face. And C, let's look at the roster. Who else were you going to put out there to main event mania for that? And a lot of people say, well, you could have done Big E. You could have Cesaro. You could have done. Yeah, but the whole reasoning for that to occur was to put Brock in line to face Roman at WrestleMania. You could get all the other options going on with um, the Universal Championship, but it's not going to make sense unless it's Brock. The better place to go with it is to have the options going on with the Universal title, which, God, if if Brock wins at Elimination Chamber and unifies the belts... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I know the networks aren't a fan of it either, and um, it, it really would really um be what WWE does. It's just. It's just. It is what it is. That's what they do. Post Royal Rumble, we get Shane McMahon being released from WWE. It's funny that a McMahon got released from WWE and it's not the one that we want to get fucking released. Shane was released saying that he was difficult to deal with in the back. He was lined up to go uh, forward and have matches built up at Elimination Chamber and possibly at WrestleMania. There was talks of him possibly having probably a match with Seth Rollins or Austin Theory seen as though uh, with Austin Theory and Vince McMahon relationship that's brewing that that was the possibility. But I still do not think that that's going to be off the table. I think there was just a cooling off period as of now. And the um, possibility of that happening, could it could occur. If you just book Shane just for that. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have to do anything else. Just go in there, 
and um, shake it up with Austin Theory, and that'll be that. Other than that, um, I, as I mentioned earlier, the Royal Rumble was not for the men's side, was not the best that they've ever had. I think that that um, that match has dwindled down in the past few years. Although the Edge return and the Keith Lee uh, um, debut was fun, I could say that that was probably the last time that I actually had a good time with a Rumble. And even before that, it was still meh. But, you you know, we still had spots that were given. I know people were complaining about Johnny Knoxville, Bad Bunny, uh, Shane getting spots. We didn't see any NXT guys. We didn't see uh, Cesaro or Finn Balor. But, uh, listen, this is... This is what they're doing now because they have to sell the product and try to get more eyes on them. It's unfortunate, but it's the nature of the beast. And I would have liked to have seen maybe a impact, another impact star show up, something of that. Maybe a Ring of Honor guy, but what can I tell you? WWE is not booking for the fans anymore. They're booking for profit. That's all it is. They're just booking for profit. You're not going to watch WWE for their uh, um, prowess of, of realizing and knowing what the fans want. They're, they're booking just for profit. That's going to close our wrestling rundown. When we come back, we have around the square circle. So don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. We will return. See you guys in a minute. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's Boy, a.k.a. your girl's favorite artist. And today I'm here to tell you about my company, Painted in Blue. Painted in Blue is a creative house I established in 2017, and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. This is Larry Legend, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Tabloid Podcast. Round the square circle, ladies and gentlemen. Music's so beautiful, don't you agree? Like I said, since I went down the rabbit hole, watching video music box, and then I started watching old episodes that they have on YouTube, just made me feel so classic. Round the square circle, what do we watch, what we listen to? What well, we partook in. Uh, we're going to be partaking in the shows this week. House of Glory is having an event this upcoming Saturday. And uh, this is February 12th at, at, um, at Club Amazura at uh, NYC Arena, whatever the fuck they call it this day and age. 
You guys can check them out on their um, Facebook page to find ticket information if you like. Uh, we'll be there in the building, of course. Also, uh, what we got going on? What I listened to this week, Jim Cornette was discussing. He had a ton of shit. I was just listening to his thoughts about the Brandy uh, Dan Lambert segment in which I did a TikTok on. It was off. Oh, oh, uh, I have no idea, no clue what they're what they're deciding on doing with that program. I don't know which way they're going to go with it. I don't care. She's atrocious. It's, it's, it's disgusting that they're even continuing to have her on TV because she's just nauseating. I think that she's actually bringing Lambert down. I, I, I like Lambert as a heel manager. It's uh it's Cornette light or wannabe Cornette. If you want to say, or Cornette mid, but I, I'm just, I'm just, done with this brandy shit i i i i just wanted to to go away he also discussed uh the practices of the modern wwe as opposed to the classic wwf way uh, in 83 weeks with eric bischoff uh, he spoke about how he saved wwf and when he made his return in the early 2000s uh, Bischoff has also been doing some spots here and there for the program. Uh, Wrestling Bios this week had a a, a look at Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 and the lead up. You, you, you forget how good that not only the match was, but the build up was for that. But remember when Shawn came out with the white druids and shit like that? It was this spectacular stuff. And, uh, OSW did the thunder after. <clears throat> uh, we talked about the Blade Runners when the Sting and uh, and Ultimate Warrior hooked up again for WCW Nitro. They did the the thunder after the Blade Runners reunion, and you, you you tend to forget what Thunder was about and how bad it really is. Thunder was bad, man. It was, it was supposed to be a, a, a development show, I guess, pre AEW Dark, but this was just oofa. And then when NWO just took over, it just it it, it it basically got rid of the 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 early premise. So yeah, no, um, gotta check it out. Uh, old school wrestling, OSW. Those guys are, are hilarious. Check them out. So, oh, and finally, I uh, watched MLW this week. I, I They're still doing the MLW Azteca. They're getting to uh, um, Dallas. Oh, they're in Dallas. I believe they're in Dallas already. And the, it's the lead up to the 5150 and Von Erich's match is coming soon, as well as the possible return of Jacob Fatu, which, by the way, if if you've been paying attention, Fatu looks like he's on a face turn run. And he'll be coming for the leadership of Contra and the crew. So make sure you check that out. Uh, good show. Good, good, good show. Good show, mates. Good show. So that'll lead us into Raw this week, ladies and gentlemen. Raw we'll opened up with Adam Pearce discussing what's going to go down with the elimination chamber match. 
Bobby Lashley comes out with MVP, bragging about how he won and um, how he basically destroyed Brock Lesnar. Um, it's always cool to have ginger ale and, and a cough button. When you have a cough button on your mixer, it, it makes everything so much better. <sighs> gotta keep the gotta keep the the throat nice and moisturized. Brock Lesnar uh, then comes on the ring and said it, he isn't mad at Matt Lashley. He's mad at Roman, and he seems to be targeting Roman and Paul. Uh, as uh, quoted by uh, from from Brock, don't worry, Bobby. It's not you at WrestleMania. I'm going to face. I'm going to face Roman Reigns, but at WrestleMania, Brock versus Roman is going to be title versus title, which means that he's was challenging him to a match that night, which um kind of threw off the balance of the reason why you win the Royal Rumble. Wouldn't you say that you're challenging Bobby at WrestleMania means that you're ready to give in your WrestleMania? Oh, it's not like money in the bank. You're right. It's just, uh, it's just, you already cemented your match at Royal at um WrestleMania. You're just challenging him for the title. Right, okay, man. <sighs> okay. I, I really don't want them to do this unification match. Cause it's gonna it's it's gonna make the shows really less um important than it is already. So it, it's just you have the time to showcase more talent and you're not that's your fault. It has nothing to do with Titles being on different shows and unify and unifying them, it's just it's just poor booking. Uh, Brock then challenged Bobby to the title. Bobby says no. Pierce then announced that Lesnar will be one of the participants in the WWE's Championship Elimination Chamber match at Saudi Arabia, which I'm not watching. We get uh, Rhea Ripley defeating Nikki Ash. Alexa Bliss is. Back in therapy, uh, I think I think they're bringing her back to her old self, so she'll be the goddess again. I think that's what the look is going for. We had the Miz defeating Dominic Mysterio, twenty four seven champ Dana Brooke uh, fought off uh, Tamina on the out, uh, outside and the outskirts, and then escape. Kevin Owens showed the segment. We had Owens telling uh, Seth Rollins that. That he's supposed to be the universal champion, but he is a universal champion in his heart. Seth said he has major news that, that he has been uh, added to Elimination Chamber match and because of his performance at the Royal Rumble, which did not go over well with Kevin Owens. Wasn't happy about that. Which led to a match between Kevin Owens and Austin Theory, which qualified him for the WWE Championship match in the Elimination Chamber. Angelo Dawkins defeats Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the Royal Tag Team Champion Chad Gable defeats Riddle in a scooter race, which was happening during the show. Okay. And um, this this happened because Otis then attacked Riddle. Riddle defeats the uh, defeats Otis to qualify for the uh, Elimination Chamber match. Bianca Belair. Um, Beats Carmella and AJ Styles defeats Ray Mysterio to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match as well. Ronda Rousey comes out. 
and talks about who she'll face at WrestleMania. Becky comes out talking shit, basically saying that, you know, she doesn't want the smoke, blah, 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 blah. Um, Ronda then says she'll, you know, make her decision leading up to who she'll face at WrestleMania when she goes to SmackDown. Left the ring, and this is when Lita comes out. Lita prays Becky. Um, Becky says that she's been a fan of Lita for a long time. And, uh, and even got in trouble once for wearing a thong the way Lita did. And uh, basically it just led to Lita challenging Becky for the Royal Women's Championship. And it looks like this is gonna is gonna happen at um um uh, Saudi Arabia. Alright, that closes up Raw. It, it sounded like paint drying, but it really wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Raw wasn't really that bad. It was alright. It just uh, I don't know. I, I think it just after what happened at, uh, at the Rumble the the night before, it left a lot of um, unanswered questions and reasonings why uh, or what reasons why we're we're leading up to uh, certain matches going to WrestleMania because basically as a as as, as they probably uh, if the rumors are true that. They have no fucking clue what the what the um, WrestleMania rollout will be and who's in line for it. So, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into AEW Dynamite. AEW opens up with Moxley versus Yuta Wheeler. This was the match in which Kendrick was supposed to be in, but they pulled him last second because of the, uh, you know, cancel culture tweets that occurred about 10 years ago. So they replaced it then. Uh, Moxley defeats Wheeler in a um, shitty match. Sorry, it was just trash. We get Brian Danielson who comes out who has a face to face with Moxley, but it's not what you think. Basically, uh, Dan, uh, Danielson is telling Moxley that instead of going, um, head to head in a match, why don't they both team up and take on the whole roster? Why don't we just take, uh, certain talents and, and big them up? We could have our own, our own crew. It spoke about Daniel Garcia. And the likes. So, uh, will we see a pairing, a partnership with Moxley and Brian Danielson in the future? Uh, next up, we get the, uh, oh my God. This is, uh, 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 the segment that just stunk up the place and, and it's just, Leading to more confusion and unnecessary um, uh, storytelling. Brandy comes in the ring, trying to play heel role. Well, not playing, trying to. She is a fucking heel because nobody, nobody can stand her. It, it, it's automatic. She comes in the ring. I, I want to. Uh, I, I love being in Cleveland. Oh, Chicago, whatever. Same thing. 
You're not even good at, at doing this. Lambert finally comes out. You got two heels going head to head with each other. And it's just bad. It's it's not even good. It it, it just it just screams desperation for some one of these two need uh, looking for attention. And we already you know I, I'm leaving it vague, but you know, I've been called misogynistic before. But mm, we pretty much know who we're talking about here. Someone needs a spot. And like Cornette mentioned, he's like, where was her husband? All this shit was popping off. Where the fuck is her husband? Is this going to lead to a mixed tag match? Between Lambert and uh, Paige Van Sant, who comes out later to attack uh, Brandy, which even that was the crowd goes mild. They only like the fact that Paige Van Sant came out because she's so pretty. Uh, Brandy gets off her shots back and forth. She even mentions the Ethan Page thing, saying we only brought you in so we could lure Josh Alexander. Yawn. Lambert, I, I love that he. The only thing that I, I really love that is such is that he mentioned that she shows her, um, I guess her blackness is when, or her angry ways is when she starts using her, the hood slang and shit like that. He, he, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, that was um, <laughs> this is bad. I mean, this was just really, really bad. <sighs> Not even, not even Dustin runs in here. Not none. After uh, Van Zant runs into the ring, we get the women to come out, separate them, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. We get uh, an announcement as Zeri Guevara will be facing Isaiah Cassidy for the TNT title. This was after uh, Matt Hardy was upset with Private Party for not being able to capture the. Uh, Tag team championships. So you weren't able to capture the tag team championship. So let's just give him a singles title match. How? Who's who books this? You lost a tag match. So he said, hey, we'll reward you with a with a, a, a title shot for the TNT title. Okay. <laughs> so they were um so this was uh, scheduled for, for Rampage. Then um, Matt had asked uh, Andrade El Idiota whether uh, or not Darby is going to come on board. How? And this is another a really random pairing or, or, or um, venture. Out of all people on the roster, you're targeting Darby, who doesn't even fit your your whole premise of your faction. You don't throw money at a guy who doesn't give a fuck about money, quote unquote. How? How is this? They could have booked themselves out of a fucking wet paper bag, I'm telling you. The House of Black defeats Death Triangle. I was into this in the beginning when Pac came out and he he had the whole um, blindfold and he was... Um, Playing is off that he couldn't see and such. The, the the first minute of exchanges was him doing it supposedly blindfolded, which looked cool anyway. But then um, once it was revealed that he can see, that's when the match uh, opened up a little bit. Typical match, you get your tope suicidas and spots. I'm a, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Pac. I wish there was much more that was um, going on with him. 
I wish that they, they would do something else with him. Would like to see him possibly take the TNT title going away along the line. But, you know, this is the story they got going on so far. Adam Cole says he's still undefeated regardless of the fact that uh, he lost to Orange Cassidy, which it doesn't mark. It's not a blemish on his record because it, it was in a uh, unsanctioned lights out match loophole. And uh, he says he'll have a match against Evil Uno. Out of all people, you're gonna match. Uh, you're gonna have a match. You're gonna call out out of all people. You're gonna, uh, you know, and and not to shit on Evil Uno or whatever, but I guess I am shitting on him. That you're gonna point out of everybody out of that 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 group. You're gonna just have a match with Evil Uno and then just be like, yeah, after I beat him, you couldn't even have a match with the over guys. I mean, I think you're yeah, you're pretty much had a match already with John, with John Silver, but I mean, who else? You could you they, hell have it with um Coke Cabana or somebody like wow. After that, he says then he'll then that's when he'll make his mark and let everybody know what's gonna happen and what he's gonna go for next. Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho had a match. Once again, I just mentioned earlier that Ruby Soho may or may not be happy with her current situation with the company right now. And this will tell it. Nyla Rose gets the win here. Now, I guess it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, rematch of such. And uh, this is the 50-50 um, the booking of this match. But if you really want to continue to push Nyla and get her back into that, that winning ways and that monster ways... You didn't have to put her with Nyla. There was somebody else, anybody else. I mean, excuse me, with um, Ruby. You could have put her with anybody else. You didn't need to put Ruby in this situation. You still want to keep Ruby on the upswing. But now you're just having her do the do the work and do the job just to get Nyla over. You could you could have had this progressing on for more story down the line. But okay. The gun club attacked uh Jungle Boy and threw him outside in the snow because you know Jungle Boy uh, likes to walk around jungleish. So they threw him in the snow. Then we get a uh, Anna Page promo. He comes out discussing He's been champion for X amount of times. He only had two title defenses, and he's looking to fight. And this is when Lance Archer comes out and chokeslammed him on the steel steps and then puts him through a table. Of course. Why? I mean, what's what's a what's an AW show without a table spot? Right, guys? Right? Jericho calls out Santana Ortiz and labels them disrespectful and is asking, asking why they have such a loyalty to Eddie Kingston. He's the reason why they are, um, they're so over with the company and he's the reason why that, that they're there. And just to, uh, settle the score, he's calling for an inner circle meeting next week on dynamite. Then finally we get the match. We all been waiting for MGF versus CM Punk. Gotta say, honestly, this was a, it was a really, really good match. I loved how Punk 
worked his um, his injuries. Uh, MJF working his his heel tactics as as we see. One complaint I could have for this, the one complaint I could have for this match, if there's going to be one, I think it was too long. It was, it was unnecessary for them to go 40. Maybe 20, 25 they could have gone because you could have compact everything all at, uh, all at one time for 20, 25 minutes. But to go 40 and over was not necessary. MJF gets the win at, oh, and, and the, okay. When have you ever, and this is the, okay, this is the other problem that I had, the big problem that I had. When have you ever seen a match get get restarted after the heel, once the bell has rung, has caught, has been caught doing something dastardly to win? It's, it's rare that occurs, right? Rare. Why would, MJF dropped the the tape on the floor after he wins. And how would and how and why did the the referee is he fucking Columbo? Is he fucking is he Sherlock? Is he a monk? How did he uh, put two and two together to say that he used the tape to put out uh, CM Punk? How? This is what I'm saying. This is this is silly booking. I'm more. Um, I would lean more to Punk on this one because I know he was probably calling this match, so he there had to be a better way for this. And I was waiting to see where he drew reference from with this match because you know he's been recently loving to draw reference to a lot of Bret Hart matches. So I, I wanted to know where he he got the idea for this one, but that didn't make any sense at all. MJF gets the win finally after Warlow steps in and uh, hands MJF the uh, diamond ring. He uses it to knock Punk out and he gets the win. Other than those two instances, I thought this was a really good match. I thought I thought that both of these guys did a one hell of a job. And uh, kudos to CM Punk to show other wrestlers what it is to do in wrestling as to sell fucking injuries and sell a match when you you're you're, you're you're working as though you're hurt. So um, kudos, kudos to the man himself, Mr. Uh, Chick Magnet Punk. Friday Night Smackdown, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown, of course, opens up with your tribal chief, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, the legend. Roman Reigns comes out with the bloodline. And, of course, Paul Heyman. I know a lot of people were not happy with this because uh, uh, people were, um, people people were looking forward to that pairing with Brock and uh, and Heyman to continue on. But again, 
this makes more sense than anything else. Put him back with with uh, Roman. It um it builds for a better story going down the line, and you want to see Heyman get his just goods come um, WrestleMania time, right? So that opens up, and we get you know, of course, Roman and his banter. Uh, Paul has a, he made a mistake telling Rome that he needed to be protected when with Brock and uh, he even said there would be no title versus title match with Brock because he'll have to acknowledge Roman at WrestleMania 38 and this is when the music hits and Goldberg comes out okay I know Goldberg has one more match in his contract with WWE, and this is basically a filler match uh, to, you know, get it over with and progress the story arc to WrestleMania. I get it. Plus, he's a big draw in Saudi Arabia. Fine. I get it. What's going to happen when he's not there anymore? I mean, when do we stop with this nonsense of of booking this way and just realize that you know the fan base really do they do not care. We're not you know the the fans of my time aren't watching the product as much anymore. They just jump in when they go, oh Goldberg is back, oh shit, and they look for a fucking second and then they're gone. Goldberg is my dude. Then you're gone because you're not watching the rest of the product. Oh, you know who Ricochet is? You know who Cesaro is? You know who Kevin Owens is? Nah, who's that? Oh. You know who Goldberg is? Hell yeah. You know who Brock Lesnar is? Hell yeah. He's de- they're there? Yeah. I'm going to watch it this week. Then poof, they're gone. So this is the lead up to um, Elimination Chamber. Uh, of course, like I said. We got Ricochet going head to with Rich Holland. That was a quick win there. But then after that, we get a taxi match in which Sheamus and Rich Holland defeat Cesaro and Ricochet. I believe those both those matches were completed in 10 minutes. Jimmy Uso defeats uh, Eric from the Viking, uh, the Viking Raiders. And I'm going, another match that was done within uh, four minutes. Aaliyah defeats Natalia via countout. We get a Drew McIntyre sighting. He comes to the ring. So the doctor told him he wouldn't be able to return for WrestleMania Day 38 due to his neck injury. But uh, Drew told him that to to kiss his ass. And uh, he rehabbed three times a day and six uh, six days a week and returned within a month. Corbin comes out. Of course, we have to continue this storyline. Mad Cat Moss then tried to attack Drew from behind. But Drew saw him and stopped, stopped him and dead to his rights. Uh, it, it, this was just filler stuff. Yeah, just to tell you that Drew's back and they got to finish off the shit with Corbin and a madcap. Shisuke Nakamura is back from injury. Uh, he defeats uh, Jinder Mahal. It says that Nakamura will defend his title against Sami Zayn uh, two weeks from now in uh, SmackDown. Adam Peace of Sultanville announced that Charlotte Flair versus Naomi for the SmackDown Women's Championship will take place next week. Don't we know who's going to win that? Hmm... 
the new day was a returning biggie because apparently his singles run is over um once again you have no one to blame but yourselves ladies and gentlemen you weren't out there supporting this guy you weren't out there fucking letting the 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 people at Vince Mc, uh, at Vince McMahon Central that the Vince McMahon factory know that you want fucking Biggie as your guy. They've given up on him and that's it. Put the carbage. He had his moment in the sun and move on. New Day um, defeats Los Lotharios. But people are like, well, maybe this is until um, Xavier Woods comes back. Okay. But Woods is not going to be here forever. Like I said, he's doing a lot of, he's doing a lot of stuff with Attack of the Show and, uh, and, and G4 TV. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Woods might not want to be around wrestling for too long. Maybe he has other aspirations and such. But in any case, we're just gonna put the carbosh on a on Biggie single run like that. Okay. In the main uh, in the main segment, Sonya Deville comes out uh, with Charlotte Flair and uh, said that Ronda Rousey has chosen the role uh, has a choice between her and Becky. Um, Charlotte mentioned that mom versus mom match will make a better choice, and she'll understand that. She says she'll pick her own uh, WrestleMania opponent, and it's Sasha Banks. Ronda then came out and said Charlotte isn't that special. She's just for uh, states violent. I'll see you at WrestleMania, bitch. Uh, the title is my baby, and it's prettier than yours. Ronda then removed the jacket, and Sonya stopped her from getting into a fight. So it looks like it'll be Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Um. Okay. I. I, I guess. Um, I guess this is going to lead up to Becky getting what she wants. Oh, excuse me. Get what well, getting her goods, her just goods from uh, Bianca at WrestleMania, where she'll um, have to get her her, uh, her payback for the fucking twenty seven second win, whatever the fuck it was. Right. That's uh This will lead us up to AEW Rampage, ladies and gentlemen. AEW Rampage kicks off with Adam Cole versus Evil Uno in a very quick match. Uh, I thought I thought the matches on SmackDown went fast. Um, after that, Cole uh, spewed off the list of individuals he beat, and uh, he's wrestled the best pro wrestlers in the in the game. He claimed that he's always been the guy, and he has his sights set on the AEW World Title. Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy have a match in, uh, for the CNT Championship. Andrade and Matt Hardy get into the ring uh, after the match because, you know, Sammy won. And believe me, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a great match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Darby runs in the ring before they could harm Sammy. And uh, Darby, uh, Sammy and Darby stare each, other, uh, stare each other down. I know, I was watching this and I'm like, wow, this is a mess. This is just a mess. Layla Hirsch attacks uh, Chris Statlander in the back uh, with a steel chair. Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez had a solid match. It was probably the match of the evening, uh, but it led to um, Thunder Rosa winning because Mercedes Martinez uh, used a pipe 
They actually had a DQ, ladies and gentlemen. There's DQs. Holy shit. There was a DQ. Beer Baker then told Mercedes that uh, she had uh, just a sore up but needs to finish her off for good. And to make sure that Mercedes' career in AEW was shorter than last than her last job if she doesn't do what she does, she's told. Then uh, Tony Khan uh, makes an announcement that AEW's latest signing will be seen on next week's Dynamite. After that, we get the main event. We get Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. Just after Cody had mentioned something about uh, Jay Lethal's finisher, the Lethal Injection, we get a counter from Ricky Starks full of lethal ejection. And, um, yeah. And I put a cigarette out on that shit, didn't it? Ricky Starks gets the win for a belt that doesn't even fucking register. That's not even considered a title in, in, in AEW. Okay, that'll wrap up AEW's uh, rampage as well as us here at Around the Square Circle. Make sure you pick, you check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and and the such. Also, be sure you check us out on all the podcasting outlets. Check us out at RageWorksNetwork.com as well as at RageWorks.net. Uh, also, make sure you check out the fam at Painted and uh, Painted and Blue. Our boy Josie's boy. Got some things going on over there. Check them out over there, as well as all the other supporters and, and uh, guys who have um, partaken and partake in this show. Uh, JB Lewis from St. Louis. Check them out in, uh, on, on YouTube uh, and much, much more. Check out the fam out there as well. Before I go, I have to, uh, you know, I do my, my send off here and my send off this week pertains to the struggles that we're still dealing with in today's society, especially when it comes to minorities, especially when it comes to our rights as human beings to vote, as to um, be a part of society and not look down to. For all my people who are of the melanin complexion and color, the one thing I could tell you is that the only color that they really give a fuck about is green. Green is the only color that they give a fuck about. When you stop giving them the green, they'll start fucking respecting you start taking that taking that green and giving it to your people of brown and black complexions support your people support your own support your 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 neighbors and stop giving big business their money i know you enjoy i enjoy going to amazon too i like the cheap deals but once our own people start having their own fucking amazons and having their own um their own walmarts and making their own stores they won't be getting my money anymore to support your people because honestly they, they they will continue to do this and we continue to put uh individuals in office that don't give a fuck about us we we need we need we need to do better your 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 representative your district your neighborhood your community your state your city if they doing fuck boy shit it pretty much says that you're a fuck boy so with that being said guys I'm out of here. I'm going to close this up. Got to drink some more ginger ale. The, 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 the throat is getting a little horsey. And uh, as always, take a bump, guys. Much more coming this week. Check you guys later. Turnbuckle tabloid. Three, two, one.
tabloid. 